Hebrews Bible Study, Part 26, Clarifications on the Exodus, for lay leaders and deacons to conduct after the Sunday service or during a midweek Bible study session. Hear the word of our Lord from the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, beginning in the 23rd verse. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents, because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Before moving on, I do want to apologize that due to time constraints, some of the commentary I will provide in this audio upload will not be present in the PDF on the Very Lutheran Project website. However, it will be there in its thesis statement for all to use. Now, continuing on to our introduction, previously in discussing Hebrews 11 verses 8 through 19, we focused on the faith and faith-inspired achievements of the great patriarch Abraham. The author lauded him, Sarah, Isaac, and Jacob as sojourners who looked ultimately to the heavenly Jerusalem for the fulfillment of God's promises to them. In expounding upon Abraham's faith, the case is established that the foundations of Hebrew identity started with a man whose beliefs were, in essence, Christian. In agreement with St. Paul and St. James, Hebrews presents someone whose actions are motivated by his faith in God, leading to his justification and vindication. Moses is next on the list. More properly, Moses and the surrounding persons that he either interacted with or led, since through Moses our Lord brought the revealed law to all Israelites, and indeed the entire world. He naturally had a prominent position in the psyche of first century Judea. Moses, as lawgiver, often stands in as a representative of the law itself, something that Luther was fond of, often using Moses as a personified term for the second use of the law. Our Lord Christ, knowing that Moses passed on the law, still presents him as the prophet who also gave commands or permissions in Matthew 8, 4, Matthew 19, verses 3 through 9, etc. The Pharisees and other Jewish sects took this prominence to an absurd level, making the law and Moses an argument for the bedrock of their religion and identity. It could be said, if we were to summarize it, Moses gave us this law, so our religion and our interpretation is correct. 
to the Pharisee, holding to Christ instead of the Old Covenant, including the Levitical sacrifices, would be paramount to abandoning Moses. And the beginning of a quote-unquote oral Torah, which Moses supposedly gave to the Israelites outside of the written Torah, was something they did not want Hebrew Christians to abandon. Thus it is necessary to clarify the matter for this author of Hebrews. Moses was no mere lawgiver. He was first and foremost a man of faith, just as Abraham was. While Hebrews was written to exhort the congregation to persevere in the Christian faith, the author does not take pains to say, these false teachers are wrong. Instead, he counteracts the standard Jewish arguments in a positive fashion. St. Paul had already employed more forceful messaging to counter the arguments of Judaizers in Galatians. The author presents here a more propositional case. If Abraham's line is actually a line of faith, wherein the promises of God are realized, then such is also the case for Moses. Even as lawgiver, Moses is shown to be a believer, and so are the Israelites who left Egypt with him. At this point, we're going to look at some of these verses from Hebrews, connect them to the book of Exodus, and provide some brief commentary for it. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents, because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. This is a connection to Exodus chapter 2. Here in verse 1, Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, or a beautiful child, as the author of Hebrews says, uh, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank. Moses' parents were parents of faith. We cannot forget that Moses does not stand alone as an island in spite of his prominence. The author of Hebrews wants to connect Moses with everybody else in his life. If Moses was a man of faith, so too, and first, were his parents believers, people of faith, early Christians. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. The author of Hebrews gives us their motivation by inspiration of Holy Scripture. The Pharaoh had commanded that all of the young Hebrew boys should die, and they were not afraid of this edict, but they still saw necessary to save Moses' life. Verse 24 of Hebrews 11, By faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. This is likely a reference to Exodus 2, beginning in the 11th verse. One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. 
Moses' act of murder is not excused here. But when we look at verse 11, he went out to his people in Exodus chapter 2, the author of Hebrews clarifies for us that this is not Moses just checking in. He had already made a conscious decision when he had become an adult to identify with the people of God rather than the pagan Egyptian system that he had grown up in. And so it says, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Moses actively chooses and identifies with his people with an acknowledgement that sin does indeed bring pleasure. It can bring satisfaction, but it is fleeting, it is temporary, it is never enough. The person who has faith in the true God will find our belief, our faith, our life in Christ is satisfactory to us for all eternity. The soul is satisfied by that, whereas the hedonic soul is never fully satisfied. The one who takes pleasure in idolatry and pleasures of sin it will give them a little bit to go off of for a while, but they will always require more. With the 25th verse, we hear about Moses something that we understand about ourselves. That it is better to live a persecuted life as a Christian with eternal life on the other side than to have a little bit of pleasure and then die and then go to hell. Verse 26 of Hebrews 11 he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. One might ask how Moses knew about Jesus. The answer is the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the Torah, the first five books of Holy Scripture which includes the Proto-Evangelium. It includes the promise of Shiloh, the scepter going to him whom it belongs to. Everything in the Pentateuch which points to the gospel is penned by Moses, who is writing under the inspiration of Holy Scripture and likely with some information from oral tradition that is also inspired via his ancestors. Moving along to verse 27 of Hebrews 11, it says, By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. A quick clarification, verse 27 says, By faith he left Egypt. This is not a reference to Moses fleeing to Midian in Exodus chapter 2. The reason being, it says he was not afraid of the anger of the king in verse 27, whereas Exodus 2 says... Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known regarding the murder of the Egyptian taskmaster. So the leaving of Egypt in verse 27 is Moses departing Egypt in the Exodus, hence the Passover being mentioned right then and there. 
Finally, verse 29, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. We must note that the motif of faith in Hebrews 11 culminates in this contrast in verse 29. The children of Israel had faith in our Lord and crossed the Red Sea. The Egyptians, by contrast, they do not have faith in the true God and God destroys them by drowning. Another thing to note here is, again, Moses is not alone in his faith. The author has already mentioned his parents, and now he is mentioning the people, all having faith. Moses is the head of a nation at this time, the leading prophet of Israel, and all of them have saving faith, which precedes any works that they do, which precedes the giving of the law or any obedience whatsoever. Even in verse 28, the Passover is instituted as an act of law, but it is by faith that they keep it. With his brief discursus on Moses, the author of Hebrews is telling us that faith always precedes works. It will always do so even when it comes to the great lawgiver himself. And this, of course, is consistent with his earlier statement in Hebrews 11. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. In other words, we cannot count our works as being salvific because all of these saints only did works that were pleasing to God on account of their faith. Next week, I believe we will be finishing up this chapter, the Hall of Faith. We will discuss the rest of the saints with some of the uncomfortable conclusions in which the author of Hebrews politely asks us to change our opinion regarding various Old Testament saints, but in a good way. We'll see that next week, but until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.